and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I'm going to be analyzing the song When the Party's Over by the one and only Billie Eilish. Uh, now, before I get into the analysis, I wanted to talk just very briefly about the 2020 Grammy Awards and the tidal wave of pickups that Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas took home that night. So... I know it was a very, very like controversial problem uh, when it comes to uh, Billie Eilish versus Lizzo at the Grammys. They were both brand spanking new artists that came out the year prior. They both put out hit after hit, and they were both very much mainstream in the popularity of you know today's youth, so to speak, because they both cater to a younger audience. Uh, even though Lizzo kind of caters to more of the Young adults, you know, late teens, early to mid 20s, Billie Eilish primarily focuses on the teenage realm. Uh, her fan base is usually consisted of very young teenagers, you know, ninth grade and up. And then occasionally you may toss in a couple of um, young adults, late teens, early 20s type thing. Um, and the biggest issue that I picked up was just how some people just uh, claimed that Billie Eilish just swept through and picked up all of these Grammys and all of these awards uh, in, in, in a post as, as to, versus who she was going against in some of the categories that she won between her and her brother, who, by the way, her brother Phineas produces every single one of her songs. It's literally just the two of them writing and producing all of the music that she makes versus any other artist any other new artist has like a team of producers, a team of writers. You know, they have much more people to contribute to their success, which me being as unbiased as I can possibly be, because I'm not a humongous Billie Eilish fan. Like I don't have all of her albums downloaded or I haven't listened to all of her albums in fruition. I have a nice little handful. Uh, I do follow her on social media. Uh, and, and, and honestly, she's just... A regular, regular girl who makes bomb-ass music. And she does it with just her brother. And I feel like that in some degree, that gives them more to lose, more to fight for. Because anybody can have a team of producers, five or six different producers, and maybe a writer or two to help you write your music or to write your music for you. And then all you have to do is produce the talent. But for somebody like her to to do it all with just one other person shows amazing skill, great talent. And it's it's extremely humbling because even throughout the Grammys, she was winning these awards. Every time she got up there, she would shake with like anxiety. And she was extremely, extremely nervous. And she called out to... Lizzo and Ariana Grande and a bunch of other people who she was in the same categories with telling them how they deserve that award more than she did. And this isn't uh, in, in a sense to like seem cocky or to make yourself seem like you're more mature, or you're a bigger person, but that perhaps, because at the time she was 17 years old, perhaps she did not believe that what she and her brother were doing would excel to the point that it excelled to. Um, it was actually the Grammy Awards where I heard when the party's over for the very first time. And I would say that that kind of pulled me in. So if people ask, I'll be like, yeah, I like, I fuck with Billie Eilish. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's a great performer. 
She's a great musician, and she makes beautiful music. And for her to be as young as she is, to be as humble as she is, says a lot about her character um, versus, you know, other people who may have a problem with it. And, of course, I know that when it comes to artists versus artists, usually they don't care, unless there's some underlining personal reason why artists don't like each other. Usually in a situation like that, if you're all in the in a category for an award and only one person wins, the people who lose don't care because at the end of the day, they still have their fame, their popularity, their fan base, their money. They're still working and creating a name for themselves. Some For some artists, an award is just an award. It doesn't mean anything. For others, it means so, so much. And you can really see the difference between uh, a performer or an artist who accepts an award and is overwhelmed with like joy and euphoria. And then you see the ones who are like in shock and disbelief. And then you have the ones who are just like, oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. So it really comes in levels. And you can really see it on their faces, like who really appreciates this and who really just is like, eh, whatever. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, the artists really don't care that somebody else outbeat them. If they feel like that artist who won deserved it, then they'll be there singing their congratulations with the rest of the world. So it's it wasn't it wasn't a big deal for any of the other artists in the categories where Billie Eilish won. They didn't take it personal. And she obviously didn't even think that she should have been up there. But the fact that she won as many awards as she did that night says a lot about her and her artistry. Uh, which leads me into When the Party's Over, which when I first heard it, it I was just like, bro, what in the hell is this? And, and, the, and the only thing that I'm going to say about this song is people went ballistic crazy over bad guys. And I listened to bad guys. I was like, huh, okay, this song is pretty cool. You know, I wanted to see what all the hype was about. I wanted to see what everyone was talking about. I wanted to see what was so great about this song. And it is a good song. Um, I'll get into an analysis for that at some other point. Uh, but right now, I really want to just focus on when the party's over. But um, when I heard when the party's over, I was like, dude, this song is phenomenal. And it's kind of like how I got introduced to a lot of my favorite artists. The first song I heard was, eh, that's cool. That's all right. Um, but the second or third song really like blew my mind. And to be honest, Bad Guys wasn't even the first song that I had heard. The first song that I had ever heard from Billie Eilish was Lovely featuring Khalid. And I was like, damn, she has a really nice voice. And this song is very, you know, up my alley. It's very, my aesthetic fits that scene. It's very, you know, slow, sensual, kind of eerie, but also very like angelic at the same time. And her voice is very much like, um, like a cloud. Her voice is extremely, extremely angelic versus when she speaks is very, you know, ragged and, and rough. It's not deep, but it's not like high pitched either. She's kind of like Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey's speaking voice is very low and raspy, but her singing voice is very, you know, pure and clean and crisp. Billie Eilish's uh, speaking voice is very just like monotone and distilled Versus her singing voice is very, you know, graceful and high praising. But when I heard when the party's over with, uh, for the first time, it really just like, man, 
And you mean to tell me her and her brother did this shit? <laughs> like, it, it really just, like, the amount of artistry that exists within the two of them by themselves is astronomical. Like, it is mind-blowing where their talent comes from. And it's just them two. And if I understand correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, their entire organization is all based within the realms of their family. Like, there's no outsiders contributing to this. It's, it's just them. And that makes it even more pure that she can have this freedom to do whatever she wants without judgment or ridicule from her family because they're right there with her on the side, just cheering them both on. And it's just, it's very, very amazing to me, that level of support. Excuse me, I had to drink some water. Um, So <laughs> let's dive into these lyrics, shall we? Uh, so it comes in. It comes in on these melodic ass, harmonic ass hums that just resonate with the high voltage base of a fucking earthquake. It just sensuates your entire body. It's like a fucking tripping on acid or some shit like that. So um, I want to take this very, very delicately. I want to take this very, very slowly. And I want to reiterate the amount of harmony and purity in her voice, even at its lowest form, right at the beginning. Uh, the, the verse travels up the scale in octaves. So she starts at like the bottom and just slowly and gradually works her way up to a higher octave. And it is just, a st- that, that range alone is worth talking about. Because I don't know too many singers who can do that personally. I know plenty of singers who have range but to showcase it all within a matter of seconds with some beautiful-ass words behind it is like, what the fuck were you thinking, bro? Because this is genius. Um, so the verse begins, Don't you know I'm no good for you? I've learned to lose you, can't afford to. Tore my shirt to stop you bleeding, but nothing ever stops you leaving. I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with the chorus. Quiet when I'm coming home and I'm on my own. I could lie and say I like it like that. I could lie and say I like it like that. So don't you know I'm no good for you? It's an obvious, like, what are, what are you doing here? Why are you still here? Why are you so interested in someone so terrible as myself? I've learned to lose you, can't afford to. It, it breaks my heart to tell you that you can do better because I don't want you to go either, but I would be selfish and I would be terrible if I allowed you to stick around such a toxic and harmful environment knowing that you could be better off somewhere else. Torn my shirt to stop you bleeding, but nothing ever stops you leaving. It's obvious, you know, we got into a bit of a fight. You're, you're cut up, you're hurt. I'm trying to repair it with what I can, the clothes on my back I'm using to fix you. But it, it doesn't seem to matter to you. Like, it, the, all of the pain and destruction, that doesn't register that you should get the fuck out. You're still here. No matter what I do, no matter how I hurt you, you won't, you, you want to stick around for this shit. You don't want to leave me alone. Quiet when I'm coming home and I'm on my own. I could lie and say I like it like that. 
that's ba- that's very straight to the point. Quiet when I'm coming home. The house is quiet still. There's no life. There's no existing bodies. It's just me. I could lie and say I like it like that. I can tell you not the truth. I can make you believe that I prefer isolation, but the reality is I don't. That's the, that's the last thing that I want is to be isolated. But here we are. Second verse. Don't you know too much already? I'll only hurt you if you let me. Call me friend, but keep me closer. And I'll call you when the party's over. Don't you know too much already? That's it's so straightforward. And yet it's so poetic that you really, when you, when you hear like simplistic lyrics or lines or words, it, it means so much more than the surface. It's like an iceberg. That's just the tip. You got to really dive into that shit to see the underlying like message behind it. Don't you know too much already? I'll only hurt you if you let me. The only reason why we're still doing what we're doing is because you are allowing it to happen. I'm literally doing everything in my power to get you to leave. But for some reason, you're still fucking here. Call me friend, but keep me closer is a reference to, the you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer type shit. You call me, call me friend, but keep me closer. You treat me better than you would treat your worst enemy, and I'm worse than your worst enemy. You, you treat me better than you would treat, you know, scum, disease-ridden, filth, trash, garbage, and I treat you worse than that. I'll call you when the party's over. I'll, I'll call you when the party's over. I'll keep you in the loop. And if you want to stick around, then you just do that. But you just have to understand that this is not worth your time, your energy, your patience, your physical health, because you're being hurt constantly by me, but you don't seem to care about that. That doesn't seem to matter to you. And I don't know how else I can make it any clearer that you could be doing so much better than this. But you refuse to fucking leave. Like, it's like putting yourself in a room full of snakes and hoping that if you love them enough, they won't bite you. Which, you know, that's a that's a horrible metaphor because some I know plenty of people who own snakes and their snakes love them to death. But if you're somebody who's never owned a snake, never been around snakes, and you intentionally and purposefully lock yourself in a room full of the most venom, the most... Uh, arrogant and the most impatient and um, what is the word aggressive snakes in the world, and you just hope and pray that if you're if you treat them well enough, if you take care of them, that they're not gonna fucking bite you. And I've seen videos. This 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 analogy is dragging on for forever. Let me. <laughs> I've seen videos of well uh, renowned snake owners, very professional individuals who still get bitten by their snakes who have had for years. Just because you treat it right doesn't mean it's going to always love you or it's not going to hurt you at some point. Let's move on to the bridge, which is very, 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 very short. Nothing is better sometimes. Once we've both said our goodbyes, let's just let it go. 
let me let you go. And then the chorus repeats one more time. Quiet when I'm coming home and I'm on my own. I could lie, say I like it like that. I could lie and say I like it like that. Nothing is better sometimes. Think think about that right there. Nothing is better sometimes. Nothing. Which means you can be in complete and total isolation. Just you. And that would be better than being with someone like me who will do nothing but constantly, constantly hurt you at every possible outcome. And there is... And that's, there's no escaping that. It's inevitable. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. Once we both said our goodbyes, let's just let it go. We can walk away from each other right now, and that can be it. We can be done. There's no more trying to figure things out or work things out or get a better understanding of who we are as individuals. Let's just leave it at that and go our separate ways. The two of us will be much better off. I'm probably not, I'm not going to lie, but you will absolutely be much better off. And then it, it closes out with that quiet and I'm coming home and I'm on my own. Who the fuck wants to be stuck in isolation their entire lives? But you know what? It's better than being with somebody that I'm going to constantly, constantly, constantly hurt And regardless of what I do or what I try to do or what I don't do, it's it's inevitable that they are going to be hurt by me. And that is devastating. And she was 17 when she performed this shit. That is some really deep and passionate shit to even think about somebody else. But here we are, thinking it, believing it, doing it, seeing it, hearing it. How can you be upset? (laughs) How can you be upset at the magnificent lyricism that exists here? How can you be mad at the pure talent that exists in this very moment? I don't know a lot of people who can come up with shit that good and then make it sound even better. Like, it touched a certain spot in my soul, it felt like. And keep in mind, I was just like, ugh, on Billie Eilish. I knew that she could sing. I knew that she had good music, but it was kind of like a Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole situation. I know that they're great at what they do, and I will take the time to, like, listen to their music just to give my... Just so I'm not saying they're good because everyone else is saying they're good. I'm saying they're good because I know that they're good. And I've heard songs by those artists that really just kind of uh, like made me think deeper about them on an individual level. But this song was just like beyond anything that I ever heard from a singer who was brand new and so young. By this point, people were starting to catch on to the hype. But like I said, she was catering mainly to the young adult scene because she is a young adult. So that makes sense. But this song is like a another universe of passion, emotion, and you know vulnerability. You're really letting your guard down to expose yourself, and you're letting the world see you for who you actually are, which is a toxic, harmful, dangerous, and dare I say lethal individual who doesn't take pride or gets off 
on the ridicule and pain of others. You're not a sadist. You're not a sadistic. But you do intentionally, unintentionally hurt people. So you would rather be by yourself hurting your own self than hurting other people who don't deserve it. And it's like, how the fuck can you be mad at that? Like, what are you, what are you getting upset for exactly? Because that's fucking beautiful. Like, and it's relatable as well. So for people just to be mad that she did so well at the Grammys last year is just, is so despicable. Because if you really, if you really took the time, and I mean really took the time to just listen to this song. It can it ain't even gotta be this song. It could be something else. But this particular song right here showcases why, in my opinion, Billie Eilish is as great as she is. And she's not arrogant about her shit. She's not cocky about her shit. She's extremely humble. She's extremely grateful. She's extremely like just you know, flattered by the thought that people would even take her seriously. She's She was 17 when she did this shit. She's 18 now, so I can't say she's a child, but she is young as hell. And most young people are extremely, what, materialistic, arrogant. Some of them are narcissistic as hell. And if you're thrown into a position where you're making so much success, so much popularity is being built up around your name, you're going to get a little full of yourself. A lot of young artists who come into the scene when they're young like that, because what, Ocean Eyes came out when she was 15 years old, it blew up on the internet, and then you had songs like Copycat that came out, and then Lovely, and then Bad Guys, and then When the Party's Over. When you get into the hot seat like that at such a young age, you're more likely to spiral outward and turn, you know, turn evil real quick. She didn't do that. If anything, she maintained her sanity by staying away from everybody who did shit like that. So how can you really be mad at somebody who does stuff like that? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But one thing that I do get, one thing that I do know, and one thing that I do understand is that people hate on Billie Eilish just because she's Billie Eilish. And they hate her because of all of the awards that she's won. And all the things she's accomplished, and she's only 18 years old. That shit is absolutely bananas. But you know what? I applaud that effort, the sacrifice, the work, all that mentality that you have to put into your craft to make it perfect and then cater to a worldwide audience, a good majority of which already hates you for no reason, and the other half is doing everything they can to show support and encouragement. And just like I said on the other episode, it's not easy. It can't be easy being tossed into, you know, a chamber full of wolves or whatever the fuck the analogy is. It it can't be easy to be tossed to the the sharks and expect to swim. Like it's, 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 it's either be eaten, it's kill or be killed and it's cutthroat. So if you don't have tough skin, then you're not going to survive. And the fact that she survived for as long as she did, receiving all of the hate from these random ass people on the internet, in addition to the stress that comes with being young and producing your own stuff and writing your own stuff, and then you perform and do festivals, and now you get all these people attention, that can't be easy for anybody, but let alone an 18-year-old young woman. 
but it, it is what it is. And I'm sure that she is beyond prepared for the upcoming years because at this point, I assume that people expect nothing less but greatness from her. You can't win what between her and her brother was like 10 Grammys. You can't win 10 Grammys your first year out and then just disappear. Like people are going to expect more from her in the future. And I'm hoping that she and her team will be prepared to face whatever it is to come because it's only going to get more difficult from this point moving forward. But that was my analysis of When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. Thank you for sticking around to listen to me rant. Um, And until next time, I will speak with you later.